Well, don't tell this to, uh, don't tell this to the who, don't tell this to uh, Led Zeppelin, don't tell this to Pink Floyd, don't tell it to any of those quote-unquote rock and roll superstars, but our next guest, David Fishoff, who's synonymous with uh, the world of rock and roll, and I mean that seriously, not a, not only in a derogatory fashion at all. Um, he would much rather be listening to Jewish a cappella music during the middle part of Sphira than be listening to anything that the that the uh, aforementioned groups have to play at any time. And by the way, uh, because this is obviously a public forum, David may deny it. Trust me, folks. Trust me. I know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, Faved rock and roll producer David Fishoff, who is the subject of a new documentary, one that I sort of can recommend to this audience. How do you like that? (laughs) David is on the East Coast, and therefore it's a little easier for him to join us here at JM in the AM. Uh, Mr. Fishoff, what a delight to welcome you back to these airwaves. Thank you, Nakam. Yes, you know what I can finally say? The film... Rock Camp is going to be great for your audience, um, and that's why I was I was excited to get on it. Now, was was the Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd? Do they care if I love their music? Probably not. But all these people who do love their music, a lot a lot of from people out there, you'd be surprised how many Rabunim have called me since the film has come out and said, "Oh, I love that. I love that." Well, somebody, some. It's so funny you say this because um, somebody that I daven with who, you know, who who delivers shiurim on a regular basis. And if you'd see him, you, you would understand that he is a serious member of the Frum community. Uh, I discovered years ago that he is a major chassid of the Grateful Dead. <laughs> so I'm sure, Thank you. So I'm sure, I'm sure none of that is a surprise to you. But still, and I'm being serious now for a second, I'm being serious now, because you're on this show for a couple of important reasons that are, aren't necessarily tied to the new movie. I can I can recommend the movie for some of the people in this audience, just to be fair, because there are people that would never understand the world that you live in and work in because they just wouldn't get it. So, you know, so I'm, right. I'm going to say we are recommending it for those who, who enjoy and appreciate the rock and roll experience in this country because David has created not just the business of rock and roll and touring and all that, but he's created an unbelievable dream for a lot of people, and that is to get together. The camp's in California, right? It's California? No, the California. I'm here in Miami. We're going to open up in Hard Rock. Oh, so you're, uh, you're doing October. Oh, so you're doing it all over the place. You, you, that you could go to yeah, a, you, you could go to a rock and roll even, fantasy camp and actually play and learn music and 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 you know and jam with legends in the world of rock and roll. So that that you know again, some people in this audience would appreciate that, others wouldn't. The reason David's on is what I said earlier that 30 years ago I wrote an article about Jewish heroes, and David made it into my definition of a Jewish hero because he's in this world, this crazy world of rock and roll that you know he he'll, he will not give us every detail about, and yet you know when he puts on his uh, his uh, his earbuds, his AirPods, uh, he's listening to Avram Fried and Yaakov Shwaki and Mordechai and David, and escaping from that world. And when he turns, so and, many. And, wait, yeah, and, wait, and, wait, and, wait, and wait, wait. Let, let me. If I'm praising you, let me finish. Let me finish. You're a Jewish hero. That's why I'm spending time on this to remind people about Jewish heroism. And on top of that, 
If Shabbos starts at 716, like it did in New York this past Shabbos, at 710, his phone is shut, and no matter who's trying to get through to him, from Ringo Starr to Paul McCartney and all the others, the thousands of others, no matter who's trying to get a hold of him, they cannot reach him until 9.30 or 9 p.m. or whatever time it is, Saturday night. So now, David, now you may respond. Go ahead, sir. Well, no, I guess I, want to, I do want to respond is that, yes, um, everything you said, I appreciate that. But what I do love is Jewish music because it, it basically has kept me from all these years. And because you know, you're on the road or you're, 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 you're dealing with non-Jews and you're listening to the music um, makes you just brings you back. It keeps you focused. It's like davening every morning. It's like being kosher, you know. It, but it keeps us focused. And and uh, so no, I love it. And I love all these new artists too. I mean, I must tell you, I I am a fan. I am a huge fan. Well, you're normally you're normally you're, you're normally in California. Have the new artists gotten out there yet? I mean, it's a three thousand mile trek, you know, from New York. <laughs> yes, yes, we, yeah. We actually, yeah, you know, we we have we have real people there. We, you know, we've heard of some, we've heard of some of these new new singers, and uh, no, but it's been great. You know, the, I think social media. You know, I, I get them all on social media, so right. they, they they pop up to me. I I, but, I, rem- I, rem- I remind everybody, and I'm sorry for dominating this conversation, but I, I just have no, to, I, have, I have to keep stressing that you know, again, the Jewish heroism, which I'm sure some people are rolling their eyes at, but David started in the Catskill Mountains. By the way, it says in your bio about representing um, Herschel Bernardi. Did you know Lou Jacoby? Yes, I knew Lou very well. Was he, was, he, was, he, was he as funny as he was on those records and, and comedy albums? And uh, I mean, was he a funny person in person or not? No, most people aren't. Most comedians aren't. <laughs> you know, they're funny. But he, know, was, he when, was... When they're, on, when they're on stage, they're one thing. And when they're off stage, they're, you know, it's, it's because of business. But it's he, amazing but how he, to make a chance. But Lou's a good guy. Lou's a very f- funny guy. We spent a lot of time together, Lou. And, he, he, um, he didn't actually play. Like, he wasn't a stand-up in the Catskills, right? He was just an actor, right? He, he wanted to be. He wanted to be. Wow. He, you know, he really wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't a great comedian. He was a great actor. Oh, he, yeah, was, he wasn't a great he, comedian. He was a great actor. He, I had the pleasure of actually interviewing him once uh, live in person. And, boy. I wish I had a recording of that show. Uh, David Fishoff then goes on to represent a bunch of athletes, including Phil Simms, Lou Pinella, probably the best known of the athletes that he had. He wrote two books, Putting It on the Line and Rock Your Business, What You and Your Company Can Learn from the Business of Rock and Roll. He did a, a Mark Burnett production of uh, Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp, which was on VH1 Classic. He's done a million tours, including the Monkey's 20th Anniversary Tour, the Dirty Dancing Tour, the American Gladiators Tour. By the way, I didn't realize Rock and Roll, fan, rock and roll Fantasy Camp's already 25 years old. 25 years. That's, I didn't realize you started way back then. And listen, you've met them all. You've met them all. And again, we, we talked about your appreciation for Jewish music. We talked about how much you love Shabbos and davening, etc. But of all those that you've met, men and women in the rock and roll industry, who is the biggest mensch? Because we, we know that there's a, there's a lot of antics in that industry. We know that. And a lot of crazy stuff that goes on. But you must have met somebody where you said to yourself, you know what? This is this is as close to a real mensch as I'm ever going to meet. Who is it? I know I'm putting you on the spot, but who is yeah, it? Yeah, no, no. There's one person. Roger Daltrey, the who. Such he, a mensch? He's really a mensch. The most incredible mensch. Well, no, 9-11 hits and... Uh, I'm in New York City, and the first phone call was Roger Daltrey calling me from London and saying, how's your family? I mean, yeah, Roger's a man. She really is. 
And it's amazing that he now dedicates his time to charity. He has an organization called Teen Cancer America, Teen Cancer in the U.S., in the U.K., where he opened up centers in every hospital, including in Sloan Kettering, where teenagers are, get, get, are able to get can't, their, their medications and their drips um, in a special ward that looks fun. You know, instead of with babies and old people, they yeah. actually look up and they can watch MTV and they can watch music and it's painted bright. And he's opened 30 facilities <gasps> of Teenage Cancer America in America. He's such a bald seducker. And if you go to his website and you'll go to Teenage Cancer America, the video shows he helps helping a from family that um, needs money. And he's really incredible. So, if you, and, and he's, 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 you know, you know we, we don't accept it, but his daughter married a, a Jewish guy in England. So wow. he's, got a, he's, got, he's got such a Yiddish feeling. So he Is he? Called me up. I'm, sorry. Love this. I'm sorry I keep interrupting you, but that usually means I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm, no, no, it usually means I'm very It usually means I'm very interested in the topic. Is he the one that stopped someone on the Upper West Side to ask what time Shabbos starts to see if he could reach you? Yes. Wow. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. That, I think my favorite, one of my favorite stories was he called me up one day and said, can you get me the word to happy birthday in Yiddish? Because I want to learn to sing it. And I remember going to Lincoln Square one morning, uh, my chakras, and turning to Sherwood Goffin, the, the late amazing cause, and I said, yeah. Sherwood, can you write out the words phonetically for me? And he did, and and Rogers, one of Rogers' best friends, owns all these gossip newspapers in in the UK, and he was singing at his birthday party, and he sang it to him in Yiddish. No, he's a very and you guy. And, he, and, and I got him. He came to shul. I got. He came to shul. He came to, to <laughs> when, when uh, my son-in-law, Rabbi Shlomo, was was running the uh, when he was operating the Westside Institutional. He came and uh, he, he wanted to see a Shabbos lunch, and uh, he did a lunch and he spoke for over a half hour. How amazing the experience so, of being at a Shabbos meal was, and right. to this day, he always tells me um, the rabbi gave him a challah cover, and um, he says, you know, it's one of one of his best gifts ever. David Fishoff's with us. The movie's called Rock Camp. I can recommend it to some of our listeners, as I said earlier. How do people access the documentary? Well, it's on um, Apple iTunes. It's on Amazon. It's on Fandango. It's on you know, go to Rock Camp the movie. And you'll be able to rockhandthemovie.com, and you'll find out all the different um, platforms it's on. All right, for those of you in our audience who are very familiar with the rock and roll scene, you'll appreciate it. Okay, I'm going to say it like that because because uh, there are a lot of people in the audience who wouldn't get it, David, as you know. Okay, so welcome. <laughs> I, I must tell you, you would not believe since the film came out how many rabbis have come out. Uh, have come out, even Aish, You know, I became a subject of Aish because really? the rabbi loved the rock and roll. I spoke, I've been talking in shuls all around Australia and, and the U.K. It's amazing to me how many, One you know, now uh, I, uh, I told you I saw the first 10 minutes of the movie. I saw the trailer. Did they mention in the movie that you're Orthodox? Yes. You have to watch, the, you know, you have to watch the movie. I even mentioned my Holocaust, my father. I took <gasps> my dad back to right. Auschwitz and Buchenwald. Haas and Fischl. I took him back to the, yeah, no, we 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 back and, and my it's it's in there the uh, the Holocaust. I wouldn't have done a film unless they mentioned the Holocaust and wow. um you know what the power of music and it's really about the power of music and I think the film is really about how music changes people's lives right. and that's really what it's about for me you know what what like Jewish music changes my life 
rock and roll changes many of these people's yeah. lives. And, and uh, I, you know, it's, it's really the power of music. i got to get back to my other point for a second. So you've met, in all seriousness, you've met, I mean, thousands of stars, obviously. And you, you could group them. I mean, I know that there's, you know, a sliding scale. I get it. But you can group them in categories like Daltrey, what we would call yes. what we would call a real Balchesed, someone who really sincerely cares about others, someone who probably at the fantasy camp really takes his role seriously, you know, wants to make the experience as great as possible for the people who are there. And then you could talk about another category of the most selfish, the most uninterested in others, right? I'm sure you've met plenty of those. Can I assume that? Well, first of all, you know, I met them, and they and they won't do my camp. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they're bad people. They're sometimes into their own music. They're into their own careers. Um, and you know, anyone that does rock and roll fantasy camp is really a giving person because they're right. basically giving over knowledge. Um, and right, they're but, not selfish. But, so. but, you, but you've also, you, you've uh, let's put it this way: you've met groups and you've dealt with. I can name twenty groups you've dealt with over the years. And in the same group, you have very different people, right? Some who are yeah, totally. Some who, who who are like Daltrey, like you said, you know, and the big Balkas, and others who are just who are however you want to classify it, uninterested in in that type of thing, right? With that, with that, may and yet Correct. and yet they mesh together and form a great group with amazing amazing musical productions. Right. I mean, like everyone always says, the Beatles, you know, was the Beatles have been as strong without Ringo with, with Ringo, you know, it was all McCartney right. and Lennon. And I always answer, you know, it's really what, what makes a band is it's the, the parts, it's all the parts that come together. Right. And, um, you know, one of my early, early favorites was the Rabbi Sons. Right. It was the three voices. It wasn't right. just Bark Shade. It was, it was three voices. Right. So that's in every band. Well, with that, you know, in, well, that, with that in mind, as you know, I always say to Diaspora Yeshiva Band, that they are greater than the sum of their parts, right, when they're together. Totally. And as you know, right. we're doing a big diaspora cover band type uh, show coming up nine days from now on Lagba Omer. Now, you're going to be Lagba Omer on the West Coast, right? Yes. So are you, I, are, I would love to watch So it. are you going to wake up at 4 a.m. to watch the five-hour production live, yes or no? I was going to wake up at 4 a.m. to do your radio show, so yes, I will wake up. No, David, I would love to wake David up. David knows there's only one answer to that question, and the answer is yes. I'll be up watching Nahum, and I'll be texting you at the same time. All right, the other issue. You just said something so important. Can you put your finger on it? Can you give us in a sentence or two why music is so life-changing? Why, when people do see Rock Camp, the documentary, just the fact that regular people with regular professions get the opportunity to to dive into the world of rock and roll music for two, three days. Why is it so life-changing? Because it reminds them of their childhood, before anyone ever hurt them, before they, before they had to get a, a job, before they had to do anything, any obligation. They were kids, and they heard the songs, and it brings them back to their happiness. And to where they, where they where they become who they who they really are, and um, and the essence of who they are, and they start to play this music, and it just gives them great vibes. And right. I think that's um, I, I really think that that that's really what does it. And I think that when they get to play with their heroes, um, it, it makes them play harder, makes them play better, and uh, they get to immerse themselves for four days in this camp to do what they love, and and they come out of it saying. Wow! If I can do this, I can do anything. Amazing. Um, you must find yourself. It really is. You must find yourself on the other end of the question 
you have the opportunity to really go full steam ahead and completely drown yourself in this industry. Uh, and yet you, you, you have a, a tremendous pause one day out of seven. You have, you know, Shachris Mincha and Marv that you take very seriously. You have kosher food that you take very, very seriously. Uh, if someone would say, you know, wouldn't your life be more fulfilling if just, just, you know, through this whole rock and roll scene, what would you say to them? You know, I look at it, uh, and I always look at it as a business. It's a great way to make a living. The numbers are there. You're doing something with your passion. You're being creative. But, I, you know, I, I think the, 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 the two things, really, I, I, I have to credit to, to staying from. I mean, many things. But, you know, number one was my, my dad was a survivor of Auschwitz and Buchenwald. And, um, and you know, there's a very famous book called The Yellow Star, right. which talks about the, five, the five, five guys who survived Auschwitz and Buchenwald. And, um, you know, my dad, all he talked about was, and he talked about it every day, every day, it was, it was the Holocaust. And, uh, and, you know, but all he talked about was, you know, trading cigarette butts with the Nazis so that he could um, make, get flour to make uh, matzahs or, or to light Hanukkah candles. And all he talked about was doing mitzvahs when he was in, in Auschwitz and Buchenwald. And that strength, that strength of hearing these stories every day really, you know, resonates with me. And, and so, so that, that's number one in my life. And, and, and number two, um, I, I have to credit the Jewish music because, you know, I, I listen to it all day. You've always you know, said this. For, even even your, your, your JM and the AM, yeah. when it was 24 hours on, I would keep the station on. I listened to Spotify. And I, it just changes my mood, you, and it really is like such a calming factor for you, me. You're, and I think when I, I no, I was, I, I was going to say you always say this. I mean, you told us a story. Yeah, it really it's unbelievable. You, you told us a story. I'm loving all these new artists now, and but I will tell you that um, not only is a calming factor, but you know, your Achmiel begun. He sent me he sent me his, his last song, and um, and I love the way it opened up and talked about the power of Jewish music because you know it's really. You're hearing the Torah, the, the lyrics in the Torah, and I just think that all this, all this music is really it resonates with me, and and it's real. That's what I wanted to say. When Mordechai ben David sings a song, yeah. you know, he really means it. He feels what he's singing. Unlike you know, I see these rock stars; they go on every night, and just some nights are off nights, some nights are good nights. But I never saw Mordechai deliver a song that wasn't less than a hundred, you know, ten percent of feeling it. And you know, and you know, same thing with with Avram. You know, they 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 deliver the they deliver the song like tefillah. You know, so it's it's really it's a beautiful thing versus the rock and roll. You know, yeah, amazing, uh, David. I mean, you told you told this story thirty years ago. I'll never forget it. That you you were walking away from the backstage area of some major concert you were doing, and as soon and you just desperately wanted to get your headphones on. And play an Avram Fried song, like you just wanted to get right back to where you belong, so to speak. And, and yeah, it senses me. Yeah. And trust me, there are a lot of children of Holocaust survivors who dealt with life a lot differently than you did. You should be really proud the way you've dealt with yours. And uh, by the way, in, in, in all seriousness, I'm not trying to condemn anybody because everyone has their own level of you know connection to our community. But Gene Simmons, for instance, we know you know from Kiss, big rock and roll star, obviously based on what he's done publicly, has pride in being Jewish. Are there other, are there other, you know, real quote unquote, really Jewish guys that I'm not, or, or women that I'm not familiar with in the industry, or he's really the one that's most identified with, with our tradition. 
Well, he was he was born. Listen, he was born in, in Israel. Right. You know, there's a great musician, um, Getty Lee, the bass player from Rush, uh, and there's a new TV series coming now uh, out about him and his mother and rockers and their mother that Dave Grohl just uh, for the Foo Fighters just produced. And um, you know, Getty, his name is Getty because his mother's a Holocaust survivor. So Getty, Getty, Getty. You know, that was his nickname. Wow. And uh, he's from Toronto, Canada. You know, there's a lot of them now. Who, you know, come out and um, Eric Carmen is Jewish from uh, the Raspberry. Sure. Um, there's a lot, a lot of Jewish artists out there. Um, you know, you only hear about Gene because you know Gene went for five minutes to yeshiva right. um, before he got thrown out. But right. uh, and, and I must say that you know he wasn't always as supportive of the right. community as he is now. Correct. You know? He did not and, speak. Of, he uh, didn't speak about it as openly then as he does now. Right. Right. Yeah, because his mom was also a Holocaust survivor. Right. So I went to dinner. He invited me to dinner. We was done by Yad Vashem a few years ago, wow. and he spoke about it and and everything. But you know, I, I really have to credit you for keeping this Jewish music going and giving an outlet for these people to you know to hear the new music. And it really is. We're very lucky. You know, we used to be. We grew up on Shlomo Kava, the rabbi's sons. And, and not now, mu- and not now. much and not much else. The Ruach and Revival. The Ruach Revival. And my brother's band, the Ruach Revival, <laughs> exactly. And now all these different artists that are out yeah. there, and um, you know, and and, di- and and the way they're making different music. You know, my friend Carrie Walchuk, he, he he delivers he, he delivers Jewish music differently. He, he delivers like EDM, but you know, you you could see people. Um, are, 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 they're, they're, they're buying this music. They, they're realizing that, um, you know, that Jewish music, you don't have to be ashamed, you know. They're, I used to, a guy, they look at me and they would say, oh, you, you don't love the Beatles? I said, yeah, I like the Beatles, but I don't like listening to them. Right. I like listening to Jewish music. So, yeah. um, you can be hip, you can be hip and, listen, yeah. and, and love Jewish All music. All right, somebody on the app is asking us to say the name slowly. It's Rock Camp, Rock, R-O-C-K, Camp. C A M P, and if you go to Rock Camp the movie, you could access the documentary. Uh, uh, the, okay. sub- the subject is David Fishoff and his rock and roll fantasy camp. By the way, it's funny because you just said you know people think of their childhood when they go to rock and roll fantasy camp. So I, it's the same thing for me if I go to a New York Yankee fantasy camp. It would be like you know going back in time to an era that was so beloved to me. You know, so I I, I relate to exactly what you're saying, and and because you mentioned dinners. I will now tell everybody who's interested in baseball what David Fishoff did for me a few years ago. I don't know if you remember this or not. A few years ago, in 1975, in 1975, that was a few years ago. That was the only year that Bobby Bonds, not his son Barry Bonds, Bobby Bonds played for the Yankees. I went to Yankee Bat Day at Shea Stadium in 1975. Yeah, you baseball historians know what I'm talking about. And um, and of course, in those days, every they had bats of every Yankee. You know, there were different signatures on each bat. And of course, every kid's walking into Yankee Stadium praying that they get a Bobby Bonds bat. You know, because I was the best one. Sure enough, both my brother and I got Bobby Bonds bats on Bat Day. And in those days, folks, it was a real bat. <laughs> you know. David Fishoff, David Fishoff, about 20 years later, invites me to come with him to the Baseball Writers Association dinner. And who did I sit next to? Bobby Bonds. And I told him. Wow. And I told him the story. See, you were on the other side sitting next to George Foster. I was on the other side sitting next to Bobby Bonds. And 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 I remember that. And you know how great it was that I got to tell him that story? 
You know how great it was? I got to tell that story. Exactly. And you know what I always want to do? I want to take that bat and send it to Barry Bonds. I want to send it to him, that he should have it in his family, uh, you know, for generations. Uh, I don't know if he uh, ha- so I, I, don't, I don't know. No, you should better yet sell it and give the money to your kids. <laughs> <laughs> He's got enough money. He's yeah, but it's money. not a yeah. money. It's not a money thing. I just think it's a good heirloom for him, though. <laughs> no, I mean, he's got a lot of bats. He's got a lot of. You bats. think he has a 19, you, know, you think he has a nineteen seventy five Yankee Bobby Bonds bat? I'm, 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 I bet you he does. Oh, really? I bet yeah, you he I, does. Then I don't feel. Yeah. bad. Then I don't feel bad. No, you know, nothing. It's so interesting. But how about this? Someone once invited me to go to Michael Jordan fantasy camp right. as, a, as a guest. And I said, I'm not going to Michael Jordan fantasy camp. I can't go to play one-on-one Michael Jordan. I'll play with three guys who think they can beat Michael Jordan. So, you know, the, the irony about my camp is people are scared to come. And, you know, many you know, people are scared to come because they're afraid to play with these rock stars. And, wow. and in the film, you'll see that they don't, you know, the, the rockers come and, and they really give. They do you, all, anyone that does my camp gives them gives them themselves. Do you ever have Even G Simmons, Paul Stanley? Do you ever have? Do you, ever, give. you ever have from people that want to come to the camp and want kosher food and so stuff? many from people? What are you talking about? I got I got a, at every camp. I have one or two from people. Are that come. you serious? We spend Shabbos together. <gasps> no, I arrange oh. for them. We've had, I've had I've had some great people. Um, the, the the Malone family. The, um, their son, their oldest son, he's in, he's in the film. Matter of fact, uh, he comes and comes to the camp, and we spend great Friday night dinners together. And uh, oh yeah, no, I love it. I, I've had some great people, and wow. without naming names, because but yes, you know there are people who just who who the rock and roll resonates to them. They're very from. Um, you know, it's so funny because I get into arguments with it, with some of the rabbis. <laughs> uh, isn't this guy a Guthrie Hadar? Isn't the lyrics that he wrote? You, 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 you know, even in my interview with Ace, with Ace, I mean, you know, uh, the, you know, the, the great rabbis. You know, that some of the music resonates with a lot of these people, and um, you know, the lyrics, and you know, maybe, maybe maybe they were raised not from, or maybe they were raised from, but they were rebellious, but they love these artists, like you said, the Grateful Dead. You know, there's so right. many from people uh, yeah. love love the Grateful Dead and, and Fish, Fish. and. Uh, Fish is a big and one. Fish. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. And oh, someone... fish, fish did one song. Fish did one great song. Avito Malkin. Right. They did Avito Malkin. Right. They, they did Avito Malkin. So everybody right. thinks that, you know, right. oh, I can listen to Fish now because they did Avito Malkin. Well, not only um, that, but not only that, they're also like the Grateful Dead, you know, of today. You know, like they're, yeah. they're always. Uh, right. Uh, a person on our app says Bob Dylan. Of course, he's Jewish, but I don't think you'll ever have him at Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. Well, you never know what week he is. One week he's from, or right. week he's not. No, and, but, then, uh, uh, and then, and then John and Paul Kossoff from the band Free. Do you know them? Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, I, Simon Kirk was in the band. Right. You know, he he was married to a Jewish woman for many years. But he, um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I know Free and Bad Company, and it's all the same band. David Simon, Simon's in the movie. Who is in the movie? Simon's in the movie. Yeah. Oh, the, the, the rock stars are enormous right. in the film. But I, I think what people will enjoy watching, especially is, is watching the people and the subjects of the people and how they get, how they go through this, you know, powerful experience. And yeah. uh, and the great thing is, you know, listen, 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. And it's, uh, I, I think it's the kid of Shashem. I really do. Well, I think at the end, you'll see yeah. all the Jewish stuff. Yeah, if I if I call you a Jewish hero, then you know I think it's a kid of Shashem. David, what a pleasure always. Don't forget to watch next Friday morning, early, early next Friday morning for you. 
I will definitely watch <laughs> next Friday morning. I, I, I'm a groupie. I'm a Jewish music groupie. Trust me. And, <laughs> I don't turn down those opportunities. And um, and again, rockcampthemovie.com. Uh, David Fish off the subject of that documentary, which I am recommending to some, that's my disclaimer, some of our JM and the AM listeners. David, always a pleasure. Uh, next time you're in New York, I hope we have a chance to get together. Absolutely. When this whole pandemic is over, I yeah. can't wait. Thank you, I can't sir. Wait to see you. Thank you, sir. Mazel, okay, mazel tov on the movie and mazel tov on, on, on everything that you do representing the Jewish people. Thank you. Thank you. More coming up. That's David Fishoff. Great to speak to him. Always great to speak to him. More coming up. It's JM in the AM. 